live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Slightly Serious Show. It is Thursday, Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I want to welcome everybody to the show. For those of you over on the, the live of the D, I don't know why they call it D Live, but anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, for those of you joining us over there and over on Twitch and maybe Fascist Book too, if they haven't taken us down after the uh, episode we did the other night, but. A big round of applause for fascist people who are still up and going to <laughs> continue to allow free speech while it still exists. Well, anyways, um, there was something I wanted to get to last night. And uh, for our good friend, an inspiration to the show and uh, all her strength and, and mightiness that uh, she's been enduring of late. And I, I wanted to uh, – there was an article about how important to society bees are. Did you know how important bees are to society, producer Eric? I mean, I've, I've we talked about that. I think on a the chit chat with the old man show this morning. Oh, I mean, did um, the, like um, wasps are also like honeybees, like mortal enemies. Um, but the difference between like a traditional wasp and a yellow jacket wasp is a yellow jacket is a scavenger, while a, a regular wasp is a is a hunter. You know, finding food for its youngins. I had no idea. I mean, growing up as a kid, I just really hated damn bees because, you know, bees are, they, they like to sting you and it really hurts. The, the thing about a bee, bee is they're going to rarely sting you because the, the moment they sting you, they, they die instantly because they lose their stingers. Well, yeah. And then especially after I saw this video and, you know, for those of you on Podbean that don't follow us on D Live or Twitch, it's your loss. I'm sorry to say, but you're not going to be able to see this, but I have a lot of respect for bees and, um, you know, it made me uh, think of a uh, one special bee, and we'll get to that right after the uh, short little video. But I'm going to go ahead and play that. Oh, hold on. I, unbelievable. Every time it seems we don't get audio properly uh, over to our higher <sighs> studio engineer, I think, sometime in the near future here. But anyways, uh, basically, for those of you listening on Podbean, uh, what you're missing out on is we have a couple of bees here. And uh, they are opening a, uh, a a bottle of pop or juice or something like that. And it's pretty incredible. Uh, them working together. And they, they, they pop off this lid, off this bottle of Coke. I mean, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I got to thinking in all that. And I got to thinking of our good friend Honeybee. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those things to where Working together and having bees and especially a honeybee in your life, you know, Pert's a lucky guy. And uh, I just, I don't know, I just thought of that when I saw that video and the power and strength that she's uh, continuing to endure to fight off this COVID-19 bullshit. And uh, we de definitely dearly miss her and are clearly glad that she's recovering and still continuing to make positive progress as she fights off this damn Chinese vaccine. This, not vaccination, the Chinese COVID-19. But uh, anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I was a very amazed that two little bees like that 
could actually knock the cap off of a bottle. Oh, speaking of their bee, there is the little honeybee. Very cool. Anyways, I thought I would share that before I get into all my unhappiness that I endured today. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think that this just might become a show of me being pissed off at life and all the crap that I have to face every each and every single day. So I was at work today, in addition to all the other issues that get brought to me. And two of my main goals today were, number one, today I finally... You know, it's been almost a year since we got our first PPP loan, right? And so, you know, when you uh, originally applied for the PPP loan for your business, it basically, they told you, the SBA says, they'll go ahead and you'll be forgiven for all of your payroll expenses, will uh, forgive rents and or mortgages, and, you know, maybe utilities and stuff like that. So I uh, went ahead, we applied, and we got a certain amount of money. And I went today um, to, you know, because today was the first opportunity I had to basically go online and use the portal to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So I'm going there. You know, I've been told 15 minutes, no problem. Easy, easy, easy peasy, right? So I get on there and they only want to forgive me like about 70% of what I borrowed or excuse me. Yeah, 70% of what I borrowed because it is a loan at the end of the day. And, uh, oh my God, I'll just say that I spoke over an hour with the people over at Bank of America. And, uh, basically they're trying to give me the spin that, oh, well, the SBA has given us recent guidance that we are only forgiving payroll expenses, period. And I don't know how I feel about that because I have, I, like I explained to her, I have documentation in my hand. That says you'll be forgiven for payroll, rents, and other business utilities, you know, like utilities, like your electric bill and shit. I'm not happy. So I got absolutely nowhere. The, the gal could basically speak a lick of English. And I basically told her, I, you know, and I didn't get mad at her because I'm sure she's just toting the old company line of this is what we are supposed to say. And so at the end of the day, I just gave her, I just let her know I appreciated her time. And uh, I'll I'll have my my accountants give them a call and straighten things out because this is. I mean, come on! I mean, if I was a black farmer, the entire thing would have already been forgiven. For God's sakes, just saying. So that was number one. Number two. What was number two? I know it was big. I'm trying to think of it now. That was the biggest thing, though. <laughs> I was really pissed. Oh, I know what. It was. So the second part, have I, producer Eric, have I told our audience about how uh, the whole EIDL uh, advance, uh, target advance, emergency advance? Well, for anyways, for those of you that don't know about this, prior to us ever getting the PPP money, SBA gave out EIDL loans, our grants is what they called them. At first, mm -hmm. you're eligible to get up to $10,000. Now, about a week or two into this program, they started to tell businesses that, well, hold on. It's 10000 but we're going to give you $1,000 per employee. So we got that. No problem. Now, um, back in February, I had a, another business partner for another business that told me that they had received the email from, S, uh, from SBA about the target advance. 
which is basically another email saying that, you know, if you only receive $3,000, you can now apply for the, the rest of the 7000 as long as you live or as long as your business is in, uh, you know, meets certain requirements, which my business does. It meets all the requirements. Unfortunately, our other business does not, so we're not eligible for that. Well, I, I, I never got that email. And, you know, uh, about a week ago, we received an email from SBA themselves basically saying, well, we haven't heard from you from our previous email that we sent back in February. Uh, just a heads up, uh, there's an expiration on this. Uh, please go refer back to your email that has a specific link. So you need this link because it identifies your business and it identifies who you are and everything. Well, I don't have that. I don't have it in my regular email box. I don't have it in my trash. I don't have it in my spam. It never got sent. That's, I mean, that's to make a long story, you know, short. But I want to, I do want to share with you guys. I finally, after sending like five emails and talking to local congressmen and stuff like that, I finally got through to them, and I'm trying to bring up the email right now because the response that I got, first off, they wanted to make sure it was me. I had to provide them a bunch of information. And, I, gosh, give me one second. But I, I want to bring this email up because I think it will astound a lot of you out there. You know, how our government is inadequate, inept, and many other things that come to my Incompetent. mind. Incompetent. And it, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me. It really is. And I cannot believe in this day and age that it continues to be such. So I just, uh, let me type in this password here and we'll get this up. Because I think it's important that we see and share the incompetence of our government and, you know, other bodies of the government. And here it is here. And let's see if we can bring this up. Da, da, da. Whoa, we need to fix the uh, fix that up a little bit. How was your day there, Producer Eric? Did you have a nice day? Well, my day is pretty good. Um, I think you might would would like some good news. Um, huh. I was listening to some to somebody else on an, in another room on airtime, and and you probably remember there was a certain platform that that banned us because they were offended by a, a show you did. Um, oh yeah. I think the good news I heard, heard through the grapevine is I think TV may not have Section 230 protection. So, oh, really? That, 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 means, them, that, that, that means I could be open to getting sued. Oh, I better contact some lawyers then. And I think it's something worth looking into, but I think that they would need to confirm it for sure. All right. Well, I'll definitely have to uh, get in touch with that person. That's bullshit. We deserve better. Welcome back to the show, Perwee. Howdy. All right. So I'm about to read an email from the SBA in regards to the target advance. And basically, it's after I had sent this is in response to the information that I sent to them, letting them know that I never received the email. Uh, I provided them all of my information and all that good stuff. And so here's what their response was. And uh, I will bring this up as well. And it says, Dear James Mitchell, thank you for contacting the U.S. Small Business Administration 
Customer Service Center regarding assistance related to the coronavirus pandemic. Our records indicate the Target Advance invitation was sent back on February 24th of 2021. Please check any spam or trash folder for the invite if not available in your regular mailbox. Keep in mind, folks, I already let them know that I've dug through all of it. And it goes on to say, we received a request from you to rescind the targeted advance invitation. Get ready for it. We are currently experiencing technical issues that are impacting our ability to rescind the invitations at this present time. How fucking hard is it to rescind an email, folks? Really? And we're talking about our, a government body, a government entity? Like I said, if I was of a minority, oh, shit would be hitting the fence. I guarantee it. This is not acceptable. We're, I'm a struggling business owner, and you can't get your shit together, and you can't prov- you know, find an email and resend it? There's not, but nobody available to take a phone call to resolve this? The hotline that you give out to business owners all across this nation is just a stupid-ass recording of your damn voice saying, oh, just check the website. Unbelievable. Anyways, give this administration they go on to say as soon as, the res- as soon as they have resolved their problems, as soon as they've identified the problem, they'll uh, resend a new invitation. Probably by that time, they're going to say, oh, yeah, we just got it up and running now, but Unfortunately, it's uh, past the expiration date, so you're fucked. That's how I'm thinking it's going to go down. Wouldn't that be pretty much fitting uh, how government usually works, Bart? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me okay now? I, I just, it's, it's amazing to me that we get treated like this. Uh, meanwhile, you know, like we've been talking about, you know, the, uh, there's no problems or there's no... I don't know. There's there's really no problems of our government getting checks out over to the illegal migrants that are here in our country. But God forbid we uh, try to assist a, a business owner. Hey, slightly. <sighs> yes. I think you're overlooking a couple of things. Number one, you're giving the current administration too much credit. And number two, I think your ethnicity may have something to do with helping a business owner at this point. <laughs> well, either, either that or maybe it's because I'm gay. I don't know. What? Maybe they don't like gay. When did that happen? Like gay business? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get sweet. sick last night or something or what? I oh, don't I don't know. It might have been the beef jerky. It might turn you gay. <laughs> <laughs> sweet Brandon, Mister White Chocolate himself. How are you? James, I don't, I don't even know if that's uh, racist or not. But anyways, welcome to the show. I know I'm interrupting your show, and I apologize in advance. But I just need a goalie skull from anyone that's uh, in the room. Oh, We've the Maple Leafs playing. We're in over. We're about to go to overtime. If we score this goal, we win our first playoff series since 2004. Okay, but first, Brandon, before I say, before I say that phrase, I need to know who are they playing? The Montreal Canadiens. Oh, and who's your well, team, Brandon? The Toronto Maple Leafs, I think. Huh? Well, since Patrick Waugh does not play for the Canadians anymore, he's long since been retired, I'll say, go Leafs, go. Thank you. Can I get one from Bird, one from Merrick, just please, before I go? I, I just need this. Go <laughs> Leafs! 
Oh, that- leaves. <laughs> Eric. It's like I can't be bothered. Well, you well you have the lash at your disposal. Oh goodness. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I gotta get back to the game. If we win, I'm gonna call back in and uh, thank you all individually. But good luck, Brandon. Go. All right, good thank luck. you. I hope your team wins. Anyway, so those are my rants of the night. Um, those two things. It's uh, it's just unbelievable. It's like, how do you, how is it that you tell businesses across the country that, oh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and forgive you for this, that, and the other. And then uh, a year later say, oh, uh, you owe us like six Gs. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll let the, uh, the administrative people take care of that. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, does that sound uh, very, I mean, wouldn't you be upset? I mean, do, am I overreacting? No, not I, at I all. I don't think I am. I'm no, just... because what? Here, here's the thing. What if uh, two weeks, a month after your tax deadline is due, they contact you and say, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble sending my returns. I use TurboTax, but I can't get into my email right now. Right. How, how much forgiveness do you think you would have at that point from them? None. Nada. Zilt, zero, nil. You could borrow Eric's computer. You could go out and buy a new computer. Don't you have a phone? You could send it from something else. You know they'd say that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. They'd make up any excuse possible. But it's kind of like I mean, it's kind of like the liberals. If it's if it's on I used to be I used to be limited to one device, but now I've got a, a tablet as my secondary device. But like if we ever have the free think institute come on, I can participate in those the, the video portions. Well, and um max out your bandwidth, and, Eric. <laughs> Um, well, the, the, the tablet, I'm having to use it off of a home Wi-Fi when with the phone, I'm using the cellular data. Eric, do you mind going down to the SBA and letting them borrow your laptop so they can send there it? There you go. <laughs> it's a tablet without a lap, without a keyboard, though. Oh, my goodness. But it can send emails. You can tell them, hey, I got a solution. I'm going to send my producer over. Yeah. Uh, he'll be there, da-da-da-da-da, if you could just go ahead and send that, and we'll all be good. Yeah, and there's a thing that you can use with tablets. It's called talk to text or something. I'm sure they could just, you know, verbally tell the computer to send an email. Yeah, but you never know what you're going to get on some of those. Okay. So, well, that is true because of the southern draw in my accent. Um, oh, that's true. How I've never thought about that, Eric. And I hate autocorrect too. When when you're doing talk to text and you have that accent, does it really screw things up? I mean, oh yeah. So maybe you should suggest to Apple and Google and all the other great, wonderful, uh, I don't know what the hell, uh, tech companies that they need to hire you so you can teach Siri and, and whatever the hell the other one is called, how to do talk <laughs> to well, you know, people you with accents. You can set them for the speed of your speech and everything else, but they don't yet have an accent setting like Southern, Midwestern, stuff like that. But I bet it's coming yeah, down the road. Well, um, yeah, and like if you listen to Old Man's show in the mornings, um, he asks Alexa, like, what, what's his name? And the Alexa responds that the old man is Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder if it responds that Grammy is Wonder Woman. Oh, and he tell it to call me Spider-Man? I guess so. I'm like, yeah. hey, would, would, would you have on Alexa call you Superman? Oh, or Mr. God. Incredible? Hmm. I, I want to be, I don't know, if I if I had to be called one of them, I don't know, I'm thinking I'd be, I guess, spy, uh, Superman so I could fly. I want to be called Lord <laughs> Baseball Killer. 
I'm, <laughs> don't make me go get the Darth Vader music. Uh-oh. Mike. Mike, Mike. Hey, hey, slightly. You know, I tried to get Mike to go out to dinner the other night, and he said, I'm busy. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm changing my passwords on my computer. I said, oh, man, did you get hacked? He goes, no. Every time I go in, it tells me my password is incomplete, so I must have been entering the wrong one, so I'm just changing them all to incomplete. happens Whenever I go type in my damn password, it says, your shit's been hacked and you need to change your password. It I'm actually like, says that? Who is telling you that? I don't know. All of my devices. I don't listen to it. I just keep it because uh, I'm like... The way I roll is once I notice I've been hacked, I'll take action at that point. Well, you got two factor or two, uh, what's that, second security? Uh, where, where, where you, yeah, second security where it's like two. Okay. two, two it, yeah. yeah. Thank I, you. I, that I, works. What I do. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. And uh, it's kind of like I am with the, the vaccine. I'm not taking a vaccine. If I if I develop symptoms of having COVID, I'll deal with it at that time. It's kind of the same way I roll with my passwords and my computer. If I don't see that I've been hacked, there's nothing to worry about. Exactly. You got a pretty. That is a good passwords. attitude. Yeah. That's healthy, right there, sir. I have enough stressful things on my in on my uh, in my life, like the SBA <laughs> yeah, and all that. That's how I am with updates. I don't update unless I'm having an issue, because updates usually are to. Uh, get the app to either deal with newer versions of whatever you're on, which sometimes messes up your version, or also mm -hmm. they'll use an update to install ads on apps that previously did not have ads. And typically if I update before I have an issue, it creates an issue. So I just wait till something's going on. Then I'll update that particular app. Well, you know what? Yeah. Turn off auto updates. That helps. Well, you know what else I I've been bothered. And, and I think this kind of coincides with updates and stuff like that. I have, uh, you know, some computers at the shop. They're, you know, uh, I don't know, five, six years old. But because they upgrade the iOS systems, like the operating systems, um, my fucking computers are slow as hell. Because it adds on a bunch of memory that you don't need and deal with whatever the newer ones have to do. Oh my god! So now, now I'm trying to think, on, and I know there's a way to do it. I I need I want to go revert back to older versions of operating systems. So my computer, because the only thing I use it for is a little Photoshop, email, and internet. That's all I need. I don't need everything else that the new operating systems offer. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. They think you do. They In honor of you, Pertwee. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, for that superhero um, <laughs> character you suggested, I can only play yes. a few seconds. Thanks for stopping by, Dark Bear. It's uh, good to see you. Also, uh, I think uh, yeah, I'm co-hosting tomorrow. That's right. And uh, Chris Unplugged, welcome, my friend. Um, let's get into the email box and see what's been going on. How you been, Mister Mike? It's been a couple days since I've heard from you. I'm doing well, sir. I pretty much completed all my edits on my weddings and stuff so I can focus on a really important edit. Should be done by oh. tomorrow, Saturday. <clears throat> Very cool. Interesting. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything going on in your yeah, life? Other than that. Anything new that's pissing you off in life? No, I've learned to not focus on the negative things I used to all the time because, you know, they affected me, I guess, like the news, the things that are going on. 
So I, I turned off the news for like, it's been almost two weeks now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the whole world's on fire. I don't know. But uh, everything else in the neighborhood in Tampa Bay is everyone's working. Everything's going fine, I guess. But turning off the news really took a lot of stress out of, off of me and worry and stuff. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's kind of nice, to be honest. Just turn it off. Don't even look. And just, you know, enjoy, I guess. Well, it's kind of nice, actually. Sure. I yeah. tried. You exactly. took the old man's advice. I tried, yes, I tried, that's right. Yep. I tried to do that too, Mike, but it seems like it follows me no matter what. Even if I turn off the television, it's always something. Yeah, it's like it's like it's not news. It's bad news. It's just change its name. Bad news. Today on bad news, we have more bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we also well, have a special um, tonight on bad news being better. Right. So come well, on, guys. Come on, man. I, I, I guess, um, you know, um, the bad news would be like, um, you know, if you try to present like like the happy talk format, like on our newscast, what are you trying to do? Raise our ratings? <laughs> oh, uh, James. Yeah. I have an interview Monday for a possible radio host position on a Christian media network. Uh, oh, I'm just going to see what it's all about. Possibly. I, I don't know what's going to, what's going on. I have my, uh, pastor's father owns, uh, 13 radio stations in the West. Uh, it's Roberts media in the Midwest. And he, like he had, he knows people, I guess. And he wanted to see if I would be interested. So Monday I'll just kind of see what happens. I guess. Well, that's luck on that. That's uh that's amazing. Someone's might be gone places. That's good news. Well, I don't, Want fame, so I'm kind of like hesitant a little bit. I don't want to be popular, you know. Well, you want to make sure it's legit first, and and that it's not an offer that's too good to be true. I've never been. Is it? I don't want to be popular. I just like doing me. That's it. I want to be. Yeah, that's the best part is being you, and that's all we should ever try to be is ourselves. Period. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent All right. Well, let's uh, let's. I guess before we get into some serious stuff, uh, I know uh, I was sent over something uh, that was kind of uh, was pretty funny. I, I'm trying to bring that up right now. Hey, I tried to restrict how many I sent you today. Yeah, no, that's good. But I <laughs> or limit, I mean. Limit. <laughs> um, how many? Oh, the haircut looks big sexy. He just returned oh, back from yeah, his haircut. Yeah. and uh, he's, he's sexy. He, they would like to see, uh, I've been Come told. On, we got to see the do. He said. Please hold. <laughs> okay, like the bank. I didn't realize we called in. Oh, I need my first Zell today. What is a Zell? It's I don't know. Venmo, oh, it's like Venmo. It's you know. Well, oh, good. It's Let's like go. TikTok kind of like thing. Video no, video. no, you can transfer money to other people. Oh, Zell. Yeah. Well, if you if you're going oh, to transfer Wells Fargo. Is that Wells Fargo? Because I have that in mind. Yeah, I Pretty think cool. it's Wells Fargo. Yeah. Nope, Bank of America. Yeah, that's a really good. Yeah, so he's very, he's very excited about that, I guess. Well, I'm big sexy. He's primping, isn't he? He's combing oh, his freaking hair. <laughs> there you go. Getting every hair in place. It's always wrong for a selfie. I swear to God. There you go. Hey, <laughs> hey, big sexy. It's is- wrong for the selfie. Big sexy. What What's your fit run? What is your fit run? Hurt we ask. <laughs> is that S for Superman on your shirt? The S for Superman. Changed it. <laughs> it was it was better earlier, but oh, how much, how much does it cost? I took off all my jewelry, so it's only like a thousand. 
<laughs> oh my god. Without <laughs> only a thousand. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. That's without <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, so, um, Big Sexy got refreshed. I can tell. Yeah, he uh, he got so he got so clean, clean. Yeah, um, I sent you a good story on the Twitter DM just now of possible successor to Rush Limbaugh that hopefully we might get in our next half hour, um, if not later in the show. All right, I will check that out, and uh, we'll get to that. Let's Courtesy of therap.com. The rap. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it's like, yo. it's not, not that kind of rap, rap, W-R-A-P. <laughs> it's a new, it's like a news entity. All right. I was having trouble picturing you dealing with rap music, Eric. I really was. Hey, how many people in chat would love to see producer Eric do a rap song? One? Like, like, even if it's 10 seconds long. Oh, yeah. Yes. That would yeah, be definitely. Very, That would be very entertaining. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll work together on it, and uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do it next week sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is saying yes, do it. Uh, do a ludicrous song. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I think Fox Decipher and C Rock could probably do do a way better, whether whether <laughs> way better, you know, rap, rap song than me with their freestyling abilities. Well, we, we'll we'll work on something together. Uh, so uh, what I wanted to do, I'm going to just do the top five of this. And uh, basically, these are local gas stations that uh, basically make the entire town laugh with their signage out front. So uh, I'll do the top five. And uh, I don't know. I can change it up a little bit. So the first one, and these are gas stations signs that they put outside the gas station. Having a dog named Shark at the beach was a mistake. <laughs> Um, the next one, do UK websites? Oh, do UK websites use biscuits instead of cookies? I don't know. I think they do call them biscuits, don't they? They don't. They don't eat cookies out there. I mean, I think that yeah. you know they call potato chips crisps, hmm. and one. they call a zucchini a courgette. A courgette. That's hard as just to even say courgette. Sounds like a clothing article. I, I know. know. <laughs> but you have to talk with Asha from the Main Cave Salmon podcast about that. Yeah. Uh, number three tradition is peer pressure from the dead. <laughs> I it? like that one. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Just sold my homing pigeon on eBay for the 22nd time. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have to get up. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Um, number five, the last one is, what if soy milk is just regular milk introducing itself in splash, uh, in Spanish? <laughs> I like those ones. There's a lot more. If you want to see the rest of the five, then you can go to boardpanda.com and uh, look at them over there. Ah, so, anybody have any plans for the Labor Day weekend? Um, you mean Memorial Day weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, same, same thing. Nobody's, nobody's working, doing any labor in our country anyway. So, anyways, Memorial Day weekend. Anybody have plans? And if you do, I'd, I'd love to hear about them. Uh, I don't have anything specifically planned. We know Lady Me, she's uh, up in Las Vegas for the weekend. She's and, probably hitting the slots again. 
No, she wasn't hitting the slots this afternoon. Uh, not by pictures that I've received. But Chronic's got big plans. Look at that down there. Chronic. Yeah. Oh, alcohol abuse. Wow. What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's going to walk it down to the cookout. Okay, well, that's good. At least you're adding some food to the hey, sure. alcohol. Uh, that's that's very important. But if you're going anywhere, one of the things I would love to hear, and especially if you've received a COVID-19 vaccination, wherever you're going, are you going to be wearing your mask? I would love to hear from anybody that's going to go somewhere on vacation, even if you're going to go to the beach. If you've been vaccinated, I want to know if you're going to wear your mask. But don't take your dog named Shark. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know what? I almost Just because of that, I almost want to take my dog, even though she's just a little, a little different. I mean. She might get eaten take by her. a little crab. Pull her out in the water. Yes, Chronic. Halloween is a mess. I just, I just want to take my dog, and even though her name is Mia, I just call her Shark. And Wait just a minute. your dog's name is what? Mia, like Mama oh, Mia. I thought you said my dog's name was me. No. <laughs> I was trying to get him confused with Lady Me. No, Mia, like Mama Mia. Okay. But um, you know, take her down to the beach and just let her run and call out her name, Shark, Shark. <laughs> <laughs> But no, and I'm just curious. I uh, and I'm not going to shame you because you want to. Uh, if you've been vaccinated, you want to wear your mask and all that. I'm just curious. I really want to get into the mind of people that you know have been vaccinated and still are wearing a mask. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest question in my mind is, why the hell did you get vaccinated if you're still going to wear a mask? Because CDC is telling you to. No, today. no, today. No. Really? They're telling you to put I, it back on. Well, it, it goes back and forth. Who knows? It's like flipping. A, I think that's what they do. They flip a coin and say, okay, what do we tell the public today? Heads is this, tails that. Yeah, that, that Gotta is Gotta be. It's the only way to explain it, I think. Well, my question, my other question is, you know, now that we're seeing states, you know, doing lotteries, giving away a million, millions of dollars uh, to entice people to go out and get vaccinated. But have they given them away yet, I wonder? Yes, actually, they have, Pert. Uh, I do have, I, I was going to, uh, bring that up i have an article on that actually uh the first millionaire uh the first covid19 millionaire of the year i wanted to uh bring her up and uh we'll do that right now in fact i have it right here and oh my god the screen resizing is horrible anyways um but yeah the uh this lady is from ohio and uh, she's the first one that has hit the COVID jackpot, as I'll call it. And this uh, article is from Fox News. Ohio woman wins a million-dollar jackpot and also the first teen winning their first full scholarship in the vaccine lottery. Uh, vaccinations in Ohio also have risen to 33%. Do they all thank COVID oh. for their winnings? I, I don't know. I will find out. <laughs> that would be pretty sick. Not in <laughs> a good way. It, no, not, exactly. The first vaccinated Ohioans uh, hit the jackpot in the state's, quote, Vaximillion lottery on Wednesday. Abigail Bujinski of South, southwestern Ohio took home $1 million after she entered the drawing, along with more than 2.7 million others. 
four more drawings will take place over the next month as uh, more residents get vaccinated. And, you know, when I, they say they're going to give away another $4 million. Now, if you were vaccinated the first round, I wonder if you're eligible for the other $4 million. I'd be pissed if I wasn't. I'd want a refund. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, Joseph Costello, a Dayton area teenager, also won a full ride scholarship to Ohio State College as part of the lottery for 12 to 17 year olds who have been vaccinated. Now, Pert, do you think, and Eric also, do you think, what, what if the kid's a total flunky? I mean, are they still going to allow him to go to Ohio State? That's a good question. I, I don't good agree question. with that. I don't agree with that anyway, that you're offering free scholarships for children. They're children. They're under 18. Because I don't know, are they really able to have the mental ability to know exactly what's going on and the questions that should be asked regarding the COVID vaccine? You know what I mean? To just go out and exactly. say, oh, my goodness, let me do this. I, don't, I think that's pretty shady right there. Well, not only that, but what happens if the child is like, "Oh, hell yes, I'm going to go down and enter this contest." Uh, what if the what if the parents are telling the child no? Yeah, I mean, kind of like a tattoo. Are the parents having to right. sign off on this? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Um, we're going to uh, take a break on this story and find out from uh, Sweet Baby Brandon the, uh, whether or not the Toronto Maple Leafs have won tonight. Brandon. Drum roll. Uh, I thought it was an after break, after the break thing. Uh, we, we lost. So needless to say, I'm not going to call you guys for game six, but I do appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> or we can play the Price is Right buzzer for that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, better luck next year. You know, what they close, tell me? you know what they always tell me here? No, no. There's always next. Not better luck next year. Better luck. Better luck Saturday. We got game six Saturday. Oh, oh, oh my bad. Well, then we're not too. We're not too uh, upset. Not all hope is lost. <laughs> Where is it Saturday, Brandon? Are you guys home team or away? Uh, game six is in Montreal. Ooh, Tony Vino's neck of the woods. And, uh, I have a question for you, Brandon, and, for, uh, because I know you're very early that you lost tonight. So the we were just discussing a news story about how the first winners of the vaccination lottery have won this past week. Now, uh, one gal won a million dollars. The other kid is uh, obviously a kid. Uh, he's a teenager, and he won a scholarship to Ohio State. My question that I pose is, what if the kid's like a total flunky? Uh, are they still going to allow him to go to Ohio State? Uh, my first comment would be before I answer that question that you we've talked before, you know, I am pro vaccine, but I think I've said before, I think the whole lottery thing is a dirty. Uh, I don't like it. Well, and Brandon, what do you think about him enticing minors? I I think. Do they something the like that? Like a, is that how they get them? I think, I think a vaccine lottery almost gives ammo to the anti vaccine people, right? It gives you. It gives someone that's not uh, not supporting of the vaccine for whatever reason. I, I respect whatever it is, but it gives you the first argument to be like, "Well, they're why are they enticing people with a lottery if it's uh, if it's so safe and we should all get it? Then how come they need to how come they need to give someone a million dollars?" I'm not, I, I, my thinking is, couldn't that that money be put put to better use somewhere else. 
I think we're, we're all in agreement with that, Producer Eric. Um, but anyways, uh, thanks for giving us the update, uh, Mr. Brandon. Better luck this coming weekend. And stay safe out there. Well, am I getting the heave Oh, I thought you said you were going to leave because you were depressed. Maybe I missed it. No, that. no. <laughs> well, well, be depressed. Okay. We, have, we have many people call in to stay depressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, well, I know we got that story to finish up and a jingle break coming up soon. That we do. So uh, the rest of the say, story. I was depressed long before tonight. So uh, I'll continue to the excitement then. Uh, so anyways, uh, the Mike DeWine, the governor of the Ohio, said, we're excited that this has inspired so many Ohioans to get vaccinated, and we're thrilled to announce the winners for the first round of drawings. Um, I don't know. The uh, I guess I, I wasn't aware of this when I read the article, but apparently Colorado's following suit. They announced a similar, similar lottery that they're going to be giving away five $1 million prizes. And uh, we've already discussed how the state of New York is going to be going through with theirs. But as, as we hear of more of these lotteries and stuff like that, one thing that I, I don't know, I think it's a topic that needs to be discussed. And uh, someone's like making love to the microphone. It's not coming from me. I think it was Mr. Sweet, uh, Sweet Brandon. And I'm sounding too. <laughs> not going to go over there. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but we'll get to it momentarily, Brandon, after the story's done. So basically, Basically, um, what my concern is this, folks, is that right now you have states all across this country trying to entice people with dwindling hundreds of thousands of dollars above their heads, college tuitions for children. And so, yes, they're getting more people to do that because they're, they're basically bribing their constituents. Now, we all know that the, the reason they're doing this is because they're struggling to get people to take the vaccine. Now... Think of about this. Once they know that all their cash and prizes have gone away, they're still not going to be happy with the percentage out there. And so I post to you, and we'll go into the break. I'll give you guys a couple of uh, seconds to think about this. After which point does it become mandated? Is that the uh, next step? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come right back from our first break of the night. You're listening Stay tuned. to a slightly serious show on a Thursday. No, it's not. Well, oh, my goodness. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Now, the reason I say that is because that would be their next step. Now, I don't think they'll get away with that, and I'll explain a little bit later. But pr prior to saying that, right now, uh, the recent information that I had received is as far as the percentages, uh, as far as like, you know, different, I don't know, minorities and stuff like that, I believe that it was 33% of the black population has been vaccinated. 35% of Latinos and approximately 55% Caucasians. Now, you might, be, you might be thinking now that, oh, well, they're going to go ahead and try to make this a mandated thing. Now, I think I have good news because I don't think they'll legally get away with that. And I'll explain that right now. When you have such a disparage percentage of different ethnicities receiving a vaccination 
and then you go on and base a law or mandate something based on race, it's not going to fly. That's wrong. It's really not because now you're going to have the argument from the minority uh, leaders or advocates saying, oh, well, they're mandating this because of, of color. So I don't I, I honestly don't think that they're going even if they do try to mandate it, I don't think uh, the court system will allow it. Um, Why is it a factor? That's crazy. But uh, it's it's uh, pretty crazy. But I think, you know, I don't I wouldn't put it past politicians. I wouldn't pass it our government to try to get it to be a mandated thing. Um, you know, it's obvious that when you're putting cash and prizes up for grabs to swindle people into getting a vaccine, there's there's a reason behind that. Number one, you mm-hmm. could say that it's because not enough people have been vaccinated in their mind. Or number two, what's the reason that you want your entire population vaccinated? Ill intent. The entire point I just made. The mm-hmm. entire point I just made was that making uh, incentive to get vaccinated is only going to give the opposition another uh, the magic bullet to say that if it's such a good or, thing, then how come you have to incentivize people? Or control your population. You know what's fascinating, Gene? Go ahead, fascinating Pat. is the definition of a vaccine. It's a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease. Why would you need to stimulate someone's immune system when it does it by itself naturally? Those without any, you know, uh, immune deficiencies. And like, why would that vaccine need to be introduced if our body does it the best way? You know, like, why is this being pressed? There's something sinister seemingly behind it. Because well, our healthy bodies do it the right way, but the disadvantaged do not have the same. Yeah, like vaccines are relatively new in the in, in the medical field, anyways. It's it's really a new thing, and it's trying to stimulate the immune system. It's, but also well, relative, relative, to what? Like relative, relative to human history, yes, but relative to. But keep it. But keep in mind one thing to keep in mind is that you have hospitals that are giving out paperwork saying that there is no such thing as a vaccine as well. We need to stop calling it a vaccine because there never has been that. And well, because, you're right about that, Pertwee, because they might as well call it a shot because if you're going to be having to get a, get a booster like annually or, or every few, few months, like they're saying, um, what's the point in calling it a vaccine? Because typically a vaccine would be a one time and you're done unless you, you need a booster like every five or ten years. Well, and and the other thing, like we've been talking about, and we're hoping to get uh, former vice president of Pfizer on with us. Mm-hmm. There are multiple virologists that are claiming that within two years, people are going to start dying. Exactly. I think there's needs to be a lot more dialogue from these these quote unquote professionals that are coming out and saying. So I heard the only scientist left was Dr. Fauci. I think he's the only scientist that's left. In the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dr. Fauci's a joke. Dr. Fauci should that was funny. We should, he should go into the cell as Mr. Epstein was. Speaking I mean, of he's rap the song. only one that's on TV, so I assumed he was the last one. You know that rap song, it, it popped the coochie or whatever it is. I want to see somebody do it. <laughs> pop, pop the, the Fauci, pop, and it's somebody just coochie. knocking his head off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Pop the Fauci. Pop, pop yeah. the Fauci. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's got a good beat to it. Pop the Fauci. Pop, pop the Fauci. You see the Adam Sandler cartoon, The Eight Crazy Nights? I have up on the screen right uh-huh. now. And this is as, as, as of May 24th of this year. And basically, we have race categories that in, uh, include Hispanic individuals. And then we have percentage of white, percentage of black. And it goes by state, folks. And overall, the current, uh, according to this, this is uh, found on KFF.org. The current total percentage of the white population here in the United States has been vaccinated. According to their statistics, 44% of white, or 43% of white people, only 29% of the black population. So, I mean, that's, that's how disparaging it is. Uh, you know, that's pretty significant if you ask me. I think that's more to access. Uh, well, I mean, every uh, every town has hospitals, Brendan. I don't think there's an excuse of uh, access. I think it's the environment in which each state or community is in. And like, are, are, are they talking to their neighbors and getting, you know, counsel from their friends and loved ones and then to make a sound decision? Or are they, you know, listening to what the media is saying to be so? And Can I say something you might think is ridiculous, but I go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm very sorry. This might sound ridiculous to some people, but the NBA players are, they made vaccinations available to them because of professional athletes and all that. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron James, James, you don't have to take it. You don't even LeBron James is one of only two players on his team that refused to take it. Because he's LeBron James. Yeah, he's the key. So he doesn't get fined for violating I would, curfews and stuff. I'm not a black man. I would think that maybe the black population would be influenced by the fact that LeBron James doesn't want the vaccine, so why should I take the vaccine? Whereas if he took it and then went on TV and said, hey, guys, watch, take the vaccine, it's good for you, those that percentage might be quite a bit higher. Well, maybe LeBron James should uh, have his own lottery then. <laughs> but no, I do, exactly. see, I do see what you're saying. And I, I do believe there's some truth to that. Now, I want to ask uh, everyone, uh, since most of you are not watching this video feed, anybody have a guess of the top state of the highest percentage of uh, vaccinations? Alaska. Vermont. Hawaii. Hawaii. I would say either Vermont or Massachusetts. Change your mind to Hawaii. Eric, what were, what were you saying, Eric? I'm, I'm thinking either Vermont or Massachusetts. Producer Eric, coming through. I said Vermont first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the top one is Vermont. Six Bernie Sanders must be doing those infomercials. How many people live in Vermont? You know, I mean, if you get 10 people and six are vaccinated, it's um, the population. Right? <laughs> One at a time. Vermont smart is cookie, uh, the is... second least populous state behind Wyoming. All right. Now, the reason I bring that up, <laughs> the top five, actually the top six, top seven, they're all fucking Democratic states. Just saying. So. That makes it, perfect sense. It does. It, it does. Literally. So, anyways, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, what's the capital of Vermont? I have no idea. Montpelier. I don't. I don't live there. So, I know the capital. Um, of Eric got it for sure. 
Um, well, I think is it true that natural infection? Hold on, one. I know some of you might be on a delay, but you guys are cutting each other off really bad. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Eric. Well, our our pod bean friend Dose um, lives in Vermont, from what we've heard. Yeah, that he does. Um, Eric, Eric beat. Uh, yeah, Eric did beat you on that one, Jess. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, there is also a video that I wanted to share with you. This uh, pertains back to January 6th. And uh, I shared this with Perwi last night. And uh, he thought it was uh, pretty amazing. I don't think it's a video that anybody has seen on our show. And basically, it's going to show you how, I don't know, I guess how helpful the police officers were to the quote-unquote rioters and people breaking into the Capitol. So uh, we'll bring that to you right here for a second and play that. Get audio. Oh, I need the audio. What the hell? Give me one second. Uh, I don't know what's going on with our audio on this. Uh, but anyways, uh, as you see, the, for those of you uh, watching it on the video, uh, basically, the police are telling the crowd that's inside the Capitol already, just make sure you're peaceful about things. Yeah. And you're more than welcome. You have the right to assemble in the Capitol. So as long as you're doing all right and you're not uh, causing havoc, by all means, come on in. And uh, it's really important to get the uh, audio. So I think, I think I got it here. I will replay it here in just a second. Uh, da, da, da. But uh, I think, uh, you know, I don't think uh, many Sorry. people have seen this. Can, can, can I ask a question before you play the auto? If, if you have a second? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's it's kind of an oddball question, but it's, so it's, it's not. It's kind of funny, but not supposed to be like funny, funny. It's an honest question. <clears throat> if the face of the Capitol riots wasn't the man in the raccoon skin hat with the sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think it would be take? Do you think it would be taken a little more seriously than it was? Captain Wilderness. Um, that's a good question. Uh, yes, I I think so. Uh, in some aspects, but I think no matter what, the narrative would still be the same. Uh, people might think that he's not such a wacko. Well, uh, the guy throwing his feet up on Pelosi's desk, right. walking away with the podium. Those were all things that were just being done just to be stupid. It didn't do anything from, to promote what, like the guy that was on the microphone, was trying to accomplish, and what the police officers were willing to let them do. Right. All right. I think I got everything ready to go, so I'm going to go ahead and play the audio for you on Podbean. Maybe not. Well, it's not working Ooh. anymore, I guess. And uh, I apologize for that. If you don't have it, I'd like uh, to expand my question. I have video before this of that guy in the raccoon hat talking to a gentleman outside of, uh, I think it's just before he gets to the Capitol. Before he went there, he was having a conversation with some gentlemen. I don't know if you all seen that one, but I'll, I'll dig it up for later. Okay. What was uh, what so did quick, you quick question? Expand on, Brandon. So my quick, what, like, I know you guys aren't on the same side of the political aisle as me, 
but I think we can all agree that white chocolate, come on, a good, a good speaker. He was a well-spoken person. What? I'm confused. Question. Can you repeat the question? I was prefacing with, I think we can all agree no matter what side of the aisle we're on, Barack Obama was a well-spoken human being. That's why he got elected. I, so if the man, if the man who was the face of the Capitol riot had a speech pattern and was eloquent enough to talk on camera like Barack Obama, I think he would inspire people as much on the other side as Barack inspired people on the blue side. Well, number one, I disagree with the reason why uh, Barack Obama got elected. Uh, number two, I, 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 don't, I don't know if someone was more well-spoken, if that would have really made a difference. I mean, we're, you're dealing with crazy-ass people that are in charge of society right now. Uh, you, you have people that want to suppress people's voices. And you tr- when you try to make cha- change and you have, you know, obviously in many Americans' hearts, a, an election that was stolen, I, I, you're not going to get anywhere with a, you know, people being well-spoken, in my opinion. I think uh, I don't necessarily agree with like, breaking into the Capitol and causing a riot in there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, know, you all know how I feel about it, you know, where, I'm, where I'm at politically. Uh, you know, I'm on the right most issues, but I see both sides at the same time. Um, now, the guy that is dressed like a raccoon or whatever the hell it is, yeah, yeah, it's kind of way out there. I agree with you. But I don't necessarily think that if it was someone that was in there with a suit and tie and speaking very well, I don't think no matter what, you would have had the same I have one last question for the group, and I'm probably going to stop interrupting your show after this. All right. I personally believe that if Dwayne The Rock Johnson ran for president, whether he ran as a Republican or a Democrat, he would win. Do you agree? Why, why do you think he would win? Running against who? <laughs> well, I, know I for don't starters. think it matters. What, what, I think, I think starters- we're at the point now. What would be? What is your reasoning why he would win? Why do you think he would win? I think we're at the point now politically where people don't really focus on issues. People see someone on TV and they go, "I like that guy." I think that's why Obama won. I think that's why Trump won. Identity politics, in other words. Right. I think Slightly's dog could run right now against Biden. (laughs) That that makes more sense to me. Having a dog run instead of just tossing Um, looks—that's that's stupid. Well, yeah, well, the thing I know you're touching on, Brandon, about you know Dwayne Johnson is, you know, if he were to run theoretically and win, um, it, people would would like the fact that, like, like Donald Trump before him, he he is not a politician in in like the traditional sense, like say like a Mitch McConnell or a Chuck Schumer or a John Boehner or a Nancy Pelosi, what have you. Well, and also I do want to point out that. The winner of the, the last election really didn't win. So, mm-hmm. 
I mean, at, at this point, mm-hmm. come on, he did. I, I, I come on, he I, definitely did. I no, <laughs> no way he did, and they're, they're, it's going to come out soon. Trust me. Um, but we he, agree to disagree, Brandon. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. But here's the thing: it's like it, I don't at this point. I'm worried that it really doesn't matter who runs because they're going to fix it however they want. Mm-hmm. At that, at this point, right now, as you're asking me this question, I think it's an irrelevant question, to be honest with you. Because I think people I don't, don't look at red and blue anymore. I think people look at who they like more. Well, you know what they're going to do here in the next mm-hmm. the coming months, Brandon. They're not going to look red and blue. They're just going to look mask or no mask. That's you want. I don't you think Biden won the last election. I think Trump lost it. I think it was <coughs> bullshit. I don't think people liked Biden. They didn't like Trump. But but as far as politics are concerned, you watch in the United at least here in the United States, well, when you walk in society and you see people with masks on, you're going to know that they're they're on the left, and the people with no masks are on the right. It's going to become. It's going to get to that, and uh, I, we'll see. So oh we got a new party or new parties, the maskers Mask, and no maskers. The maskers and the non-maskers, that's it. I, I'm telling you. Wait. Masquerade party. The party in the middle is the just confused. Did you get my DM? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jim Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey leaves the mask party. Rolling over from laughing my ass off. Oh my god. This, I gotta mute myself. It's all right. Jim uh, Carrey is well, the mask party. <laughs> I don't you know, and 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 I think another another thing we also have to remember about about a majority of your politicians too, like you know, like how you know when the president does like the Oval Office address or um or a speech from like the Rose Garden or the annual State of the Union address, oftentimes um you know, th- those speeches are written for them by their handlers and speechwriters that they're they're technically not writing them per se, but 100% but I would imagine when. But I would imagine when Donald Trump was in office, even though he was, you know, he, he had people who loved him and people who hated him with a passion. Like, I would imagine he he probably uh, uh, oversaw, you know, you know, what he wanted to touch on. Um, and, and, it, and he would even scribble down like talking points, you know, he wanted to get out. Um, but where but like and, he, and before he got banned from Twitter, you know, he did his own Twitter account, whereas like like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, usually it's like their handlers, you know that that monitor the like the Twitter and the and the fascist book for them. So so chances are they're probably not even reading the like the social media posts. Well, we know Joe Biden's not doing his own posts because he can't get reception in the basement. Well, I <laughs> that, that is true. Hold on, I think you know I th- heard. I think uh, Joe did send a tweet out because uh, I just got this uh, recently uh, on on Twitter. Uh, from our good friend Mike, uh, it looks like uh, Joe Biden had sent out a uh, Twitter post asking. Coach, got on D Live. Yeah, if if uh, is oh, no. seen where his mask is, Can you they, they look like they just went to a strip joint. <laughs> Go up about a third from the bottom and cut it off right there. I can take him without the shirt. Yes. But the rest is just my mask. That's <laughs> so wrong. Um, That's so wrong. Um, and by looking at Kamala. Um, uh, you know, like 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 at her legs, she looks like she's dressed like a hooker. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> she, she does. Have, <laughs> I'm sure, she has a few keypads laying around somewhere. Either that or at. I just want to. I just want to Eric. I agree with his point about the speech writing. I guarantee you, Trump had a piece of paper in front of him that said "God bless America." That was supposed to be like the end of his speech. 
and he just mm-hmm. went off on a tangent. God, God bless America, but notice I didn't say God bless China. China gave us the China flu, the Wuhan. America is the best, and they're coming after us. And don't get me started on we but I didn't have Kim Jong Un. Uh, we should be going after like all of them. Rocket man. I think they gave him bullet points, and he just talked for ten minutes off each one. Well, uh-huh. The one thing I loved about Trump, Brandon, and I know we're going to severely disagree on this, is that he told the people what was on his mind. I and actually I, agree with you 100%. That's what I liked about him, too. Right. And, uh, like he said the things I, that we would have know. really said, honestly. Yeah. Um, and here's nope. proof I liked of why, him a lot. And here's proof of why you don't ever hear, you know, Biden's in the speech saying, God bless America. And, and here is like a, an infamous gaffe. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Um you know, he doesn't he doesn't say that that um we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. It's like they are suggesting that God isn't real, which I believe in in my heart one hundred percent that that there really is a a divine presence and existence that we've never seen or heard or or felt, but but the but the, but the rule about you know like you know being a Jew or a Christian is you it's up to you to to seek out God. Do you yeah. think Donald Trump is a religious man? Amen, brother Eric. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't know him. Well, well, well one thing I will say about Donald Trump that I, I would say about every human being on Earth is that the only person who who I believe knows knows our hearts and souls is the good Lord upstairs. Um. Like, for example, like, like, take slightly serious, for example, or James Mitchell is his real name. Like, you know, I have to be careful about judging him he's, because he's I don't know his heart. He's and breaking And, um, you know, oh, please. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, and, and they're like, his other half big sexy. I don't know his heart and soul either. And, and it's like, we, we don't know Donald Trump's heart and soul. But but one of the, but, and, and, and I agree with you, Eric. Uh, but the thing that I'd like to point out, regardless, Regardless of his religious background, he's he's the president of a country that was founded on religion. Mm -hmm. Judeo-Christian heritage. So there is some aspect where there's somewhat of an obligation for them to say that. But the one thing you did know about him was where his heart lied with America. Yes, that is the people mm-hmm. of America, and that, that was important. yeah. Like we were founded well on Judean Christian, but also the the founders expressed that that this country also provides a right for us to believe or not to believe in a God. But we had that choice, that free will. It's really they really exactly. pushed that, you know, our choice. We have a choice. I would that's, say that's I, good. I liked Donald Trump a lot. I liked him quite a bit, actually. Like that might surprise <laughs> you. You I'm shocked, but I did, I did, I did like him. I think his problem was that he he got himself too excited and said some shit he shouldn't have said and went overboard. Mike, I need you to mute, buddy. Oh yeah, there there were times when he he made me cringe. I will say because people think that anybody that liked Trump loved everything he said. No, there was times I wish he would have closed his mouth. But overall, got to look at what the man did. Not necessarily when he would go off his tangent. Well, I know, but in the social media age, he needed to realize that the left is going to clip those little moments and make them go viral. Well, you know, he, he is somebody who is unapologetically unfiltered in his in his own unique way. But 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 I think there are times that you do have to con- 
conduct yourself with a sense of decorum. But it's almost like decorum just really went out the window with Trump. But but he's probably not the only one decorum went out the window on. Right, but uh, in, in the, I, I hate trying to defend the guy, but I, I understand the guy. When your country's that as fucked up as it was, sometimes you have to go way on the other side to get your point across. So I told mm-hmm. him why he was like that. And, you know, obviously others uh, that get offended by easily by things and all that. But at the end of the day, to put the offensive stuff aside, look at what the man accomplished. You know, the, the, the Democrats love to say, oh, uh, Biden came in with the worst unemployment numbers in history of America, this and that. That's all a bunch of bullshit. I mean, statistically, yes. But no other president came in, uh, was going, leaving office dealing with a pandemic either. Exactly. I, so, I think the problem is on both sides, we dismiss all of each other's points as we find a way to trivialize it. So you could say, uh-huh. well, they, the Democrats are going to say this about Trump. They, because he wasn't, uh, because he wasn't woke, wasn't politically corrupt. That's why he didn't win. Who cares? Who gives a shit if it's politically correct or not, Brandon? You know, and, and, but we, go ahead. I'm saying we trivialized, we trivialized yeah. things. And that's when he had me, Brandon, was one of his first comments was, there's too much political correctness. I was like, yep, you're the guy. Yeah. All it took. I mean, it, that would just be like me being uh, all bit uh, complaining, uh, just being pissed off. As an American, I have a right to be pissed off. I'm not offended. I'm pissed off that, you know, there's millions of Americans here in this country suffering, yet our fucking government with our quote-unquote leader, Joe Biden, worrying more so about fucking people that are not here legally than they are about people that are citizens of this fucking country. And people need to wake up and realize that. I think, I think Trump's problem was... I agree with Charleston you. Charleston riots, for example. Mm-hmm. He, he, the famous quote saying, there's good people on both sides. I think if he would have prefaced that comment with, I disavow people that are rioting. I disavow racist. I don't think that's cool. I'm not on those people's side, but I think there's good people on both sides and we need to have a dialogue. I think if he would have said that, it would not hold the same weight as him just inarticulately saying there's good people on both sides and people sound clip that and take that out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, then, go ahead, Eric. And I think, of course, other points or two I would make about, about Trump's presidency. Um, I know he, he's probably the, probably the first, first president in this country during a long time or ever that, you know, he refused to take his taxpayer's salary and, and I presume he's refused to take his retirement pension, you know, in, in favor of giving it to like a government entity that needs it to cover budget misses. Like has anybody looked at our national debt? The, the lot, lot, you know, lot, most recently because they reported it, being like about somewhere around thirty trillion dollars, but but I think that there are going to be some that are going to argue that thirty trillion is not an accurate number because people because with that thirty trillion number you're not factoring in interest and unfunded liabilities, you know. And I've I've even heard another podcaster say that he found out from a friend that that our, our real national debt could be somewhere in the area of two hundred trillion right about now, if assuming that number is correct, because I know it'd have to be well over one hundred trillion, if not hundred and twenty trillion right about now. 
Well, you know, I know a way we can get that forgiven, Eric. Right. Uh, we just have uh, our entire government entity, our entire government body full of minorities, and then they'll be forgiven of any debt. Uh, yes, I went there. Cummings, you're saying that Trump is going to be arrested. What, how, where are you coming down up with this information? I was thinking the, uh, earlier this afternoon. It's it's amazing how you know how the liberals were going to say, "Oh, Trump's going to end up in federal prison soon." Uh, but and actually, you're saying that he's going to get arrested. Well, hmm? they've they've got all these uh, things out now, looking at his taxes and the way he reported income and property and this. You know, one thing slightly that I don't get that they brought up was he they were checking into whether or not he had employees that were compensated off the books. Uh-huh. What business owner doesn't do that? I mean, I, I understand there's certain ways that it would be illegal, but I mean, they just left it pretty broad. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I don't have much to comment on that, but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone abides by the by the book. Or- yeah. Well, no, I don't expect. He's seventy-four say, years uh, old. He's not serving a day in prison. I did this and did that for my <laughs> my employees, but I mean. You know, really, it's like technically, okay, I bought my employee lunch one day because they busted their ass. You could say that's a perk that's off the books. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Brian, uh, he shouldn't be arrested in his opinion. You hate him. Uh, If if they get shot, a chance for the lottery. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take a short time out. Our last break of the night. We got about uh, 15 minutes left in tonight's show. We'll be right back. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right. Welcome back. Um, come on. Yes. There's another story I wanted to get to. Um... That is a woman arrested after driving through, after driving through vaccination site, yelling "No vaccine." True story. This is uh, brought to us by the Hill, and uh, the story reads: A Tennessee woman is facing charges after she allegedly drove through a local COVID nineteen vaccination site, yelling "No vaccine" in protest of inoculations. Police said the suspect, Virginia Christine Lewis Brown, oh God, how many names do you need? On Monday, reportedly drove through uh, drove her SUV at a high rate of speed through a vaccination tent that was set up to inoculate residents of Maryville, Tennessee. The Blount County Sheriff's Office on Thursday shared a Facebook post detailing Monday's event, stating that Brown, who was 36, was arrested and charged with seven counts of felony reckless endangerment. Uh, quote, two Blount County Sheriff's deputies who were working at the site witnessed Ms. Brown speed through the coned section and through the enclosed vaccine tent in a Chrysler Pacifica. The statement read, the deputies reported that Ms. Brown did not stop at the check-in area at the entrance of the tent, but continued through the tent at a high rate of speed and then exited the tent and out of the parking lot. Several workers uh, were at the vaccination site on Monday also reported that Brown almost hit them in her vehicle. Quote, I had several victims tell me she almost hit them as she fled through the tent at a high speed. Um, I was advised that they were within inches and feet of the vehicle as it came through the tent. Several victims stated that they thought the driver was going to kill them. And uh, she's been released on a $21,000 bond and uh, has a court date set for June 7th. Now, go ahead, Bert. I was just going to say, I'm I'm embarrassed to say that county's right next to us. It's about 20 minutes from me right now. (laughs) 
My first question is, what is what are they considering a is high rate of speed? Uh, well, I, I would think that if you're driving through people that are sitting, standing in line, or what have you, anything would be considered a high rate of speed. That is she true. You shouldn't be driving through there. Right. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't have done that, no matter what. I yeah. don't. Now, I think uh, I think it would be been more of a story uh, if someone were you know, walking around saying no vaccine, that would be interesting. Uh, it would be, but I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I she was just trying to plow through people. I mean, it's, you know, Hey, be an anti-vaxxer if you want, but I don't think that's one way to get your word out. Right. Don't be trying to f- kill people and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Here I you think go. it's funny. I have the same story, the same well, story. One, uh, the, the Republican newspaper reported as, uh, she was arrested for saying no vaccine in a in a vaccine line, and then the Democrat newspaper will say she almost murdered seventeen people at her vehicle. Well, yeah, and the crazy think, thing is, Brandon, she's probably one of these people that are yelling the vaccine kills people. Yet she's trying to mow them over. <laughs> right, she's the one that's trying to kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lock her ass up. Put her in jail for a couple of days. Teach her a lesson. I think she deserves it. I didn't think you were going to say that. Well, you, Brandon, come on! I, you think I'm like this total like right, right uh, guy who doesn't give a shit about people? Hey, as much as we don't care for no. Biden, if somebody did, something I think you're more like me. Him, we would be for prosecution and enforcement of the law against that. Yes, I'm all about the reason I like the reason I like this group is that I think we're all opposite side, but uh, I'm what I'm not sure the word the. Uh, we're able to have a conversation without emotions affecting the, the, the whole outcome. We, we recognize reality. We're, uh, we're not blind to the truth. Yes. And Brandon, I'm telling you, within the next three months, you'll, you'll finally come on to my, our side. So stay tuned. I'm, I'm halfway <laughs> there already. Uh, oh I'm God. what they call socially liberal and fiscally conservative. Okay. Well, that's good. That's important. Uh, last story of the night for me, uh, Minneapolis mass shooting suspect appears in court to defund police under fire after a college grad is killed. A, the 24-year-old suspect charged with murder and attempted murder in Minneapolis mass shooting last week and is expected, to appear, expected in court on Thursday, days after a gun battle outside a nightclub left se- seven wounded and two dead, including a bystander killed hours after, before his graduation. Juwan Carroll, who the prosecutors say is a member of the North Minneapolis street gang known as the Tress Tress, was charged with two counts of intentional and second-degree murder for fatally shooting 21-year-old Charlie Johnson of Golden Valley and 24-year-old Christopher Jones of Brooklyn Park. He also faces seven counts of attempted second-degree murder. Surveillance video obtained by police shows scores of individuals were standing or walking on the sidewalk in the Monarch nightclub located at 322 First Avenue when the shooting began at t- before 2 a.m. on May 22nd. The crowd stream, quote, began to frantically flee or the area or duck for cover, according to the criminal complaint filed. Johnson, a University of St. Thomas student, and another individual were not involved with the activities at the club, according to the complaint, and had been walking through the area and stepped out of an alley and onto the sidewalk just as the shooting began. Johnson was fatally shot in the back while running away down the sidewalk. An autopsy showed that he died from a single gunshot to the upper back and traveled into his chest. His family said that he'd gone out with friends to celebrate before his graduation. His sister, Camille, walked the stage in her brother's place just hours before. The mass shooting, coupled with three children struck by stray gunfire in Minneapolis over the past several weeks, and the most recent shooting in George Floyd Square, 
on the year, one year anniversary of George Floyd. So, Pert, I mean, I, I have an idea what you have to say about this, but, you know, overall, I mean, I think the, the whole thing about it is when are douchebags going to stop shooting other douchebags? Yes, and, and you know, I, I commented to you, you know, privately on it. I mean, not privately yeah. per se, but right. one-on-one. But, you know, BLM is so hell-bent on Black Lives Matter. When are you going to start saving your own people from their own destruction? That's a, sorry that did come out of my lips and I'm not no racist. no it, no it's not right it's not a racist thing I, it, it's I mean it is well documented that my minority you know what I think you, do you remember the Columbine shooting from the from the late nineties the the two kids that shot up their their high school yeah do you notice that nobody went after the parents after that the parents played Marilyn Manson and Eminem and the and the drugs and the alcohol and the video games. But no one ever asked those parents, what did you do? Did you abuse those kids? Did you make them feel inadequate? Did you ignore them? Did you make them feel like they weren't important? What did you do to raise those kids to make them feel that way? Nobody blamed the parents because it was easy to blame Marilyn Manson. Well, here, and, and I, I, I spoke on this a little bit yesterday, and I'm going to go back to it because I, I really believe it's where it all stems from. It doesn't matter the race. It doesn't matter the gender. None of that shit matters. Why these things are occurring, at least, I will say at least at the, at the ages that we're starting to see it, you know, the younger kids that go shoot up schools, uh, these 21-year-old street gang thugs and stuff like that, it all has to do with their psychological state. What have, what have, mm-hmm. they, what have they experienced in their life that they're at the point to where they are? Because what it primarily has to be, and I'm not a doctor, and I will never claim to be one, but at the end of the day, and I can speak from my own experience, when you have so much shit thrown at you, especially when you're younger and you do not know how to handle it, you act out. Think of your, put yourself in a kid that's in school, going through middle school all the way up into high school, being bullied, talked shit about, that all plays a role in someone's mental state. And like I've said yesterday, when you reach a certain boiling point, you've fucking had enough. And God only knows what that person's going to do. So you, people in society, you need to start taking the whole bullshit of racism out of the equation and more so look at what is really inside the minds of these people. Why, are, why, why do people join gangs? Obviously, because they've had trouble assimilating with the rest of society. There's a reason that people join gangs. There's a reason that people go out and sell dope on the streets. Maybe it has to do with government setting up a system to where it's so hard to get ahead in life. So they resort to that because that's the easy way out. It's not because they're black. It's not because they're Hispanic or white. It's because that's how they know how to deal with their problems. And for people that get screwed with throughout their life and get have had enough, they're going to act out. That is human nature. That is not racism. You can put that into anybody in any industry, whether they're a police officer, a lawyer, even the other day up, up North in San Jose at a, um, what is it? A train station or some shit like that, where he shot and killed eight, eight of his fellow coworkers, including himself committing suicide. <laughs> 
That had nothing to why do. do why, why do black kids kill each other in the neighborhood and white kids kill 26 people in their high school? Like I said, at the end of the day, it's because there's something going on with them personally that they've had enough. Now, as far as gang shooting, exactly. as far as yeah. gang shootings, though, Brandon, a lot of that could probably be contributed to people not paying their debt uh, for drugs or the two gangs well, fighting well said, at each other over territory. No, well, said. Um, that's the problem. Well, and I know, you, you, you know, well, I know you do touch on a great point, like besides like the bullying and, and getting picked on in school, um, you also have to look at the family lives, you know, you know, are they physically, mentally and emotionally abused by parents and step parents? Do they have an absentee mother or father or do they have like a mother, a single single mother, a single father that's having to work? two, three, and four, four jobs to, to pay the rent and put food on the table and, and put clothing on their kids' backs to the point it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like the schools have been turned into like a babysitting service. And, um, and, and the thing that always boggles my mind about the Columbine shooters, Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebold, um, I know Dylan Klebold's mom, Sue Klebold, you know, wrote a, wrote a tell-all book about um, how, how that, you know, how it's affected her and how there isn't a day goes by that she doesn't th think about the deceased victims and their, their families and, and her own son. And, and of course, Eric and, and Eric Harris, Harris, it, you know, his, his father to me kind of come off as like, like, like he, he didn't care. Like, you know, and, and I think that there is also she, a fact that you, you're going to have to make yourself decide. come off as a victim. I mean, I, no, 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 the, you know, this, this, well, this is a, a, the shooter, Eric Harris, his father, Wayne Harris. It almost seemed like he didn't, didn't care about his own son. Um, and, and I think even the, the, the Columbine families would have grounds to file a wrongful death suit if, if it came down to it. But I don't know whether they're prevented from doing that or not, or if they had settled out of court and had to sign non-disclosure agreements in the process. But the main point that I'm trying to get across is that people in society stop automatically going to the racism bullshit. Okay. Or, or or pop culture icons like Marilyn Manson. Yes, it exists. It's always going to exist. But more so than not, it has to do with the psychological aspect of one's being. And I say that and I can say that because I've been there as a kid. I've been to I the firmly believe it comes down to having a two parent household. I agree with you 100%, Brandon. It, it does. I think parent, uh, two-parent families, uh, children are have a better chance at life and have a better chance at having a better psychological attitude as they move on in life. We, we could debate the reasons why on, on another day, but black kids are much more likely to not have a two-parent household than white kids are. Yeah, and, and like I said, if you, if you want to talk about that on another show, we can definitely, uh, I think... That can take up an entire hour and a half. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, the other side of that coin is going to be who's responsible for that. And I think, uh, you know, that's a question that society really needs to take a hard look at. Slightly, you were Eric and made a comment about, you know, blaming it on Marilyn Manson and all that. One of you said that that's always going to be around. Now, when I was a kid, and let me preface this by saying they were already in rerun, and I don't want you to call me an old man. But they would blame violence on the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh my goodness! Really? I, I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me because well, they broke in the eye, they hit on the head, and all that, and that's why kids were violent back then. Knucklehead. The Three Stooges. Wow. 
Uh, and I think we got Jeremy with us. Yeah, before we head out, I want to get to uh, my good friend Jeremy. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, but I just want to if you're say still something there. about this. Please do. This about the about the black kids shooting each other in the streets and all that, and then like <clears throat> going back to where the Columbine shooters and the parents blame Marilyn Manson. By the way, if you go outside and look at the moon tonight, it's completely blood red, by the way. Oh, that's racist. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. That, that big rock. I'm walking outside right now. Me too, Eric. We can look at it together. Hashtag me too. Isn't that, isn't that, aren't we getting all romantic on our show tonight? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Jeremy, are you going, are you venturing out to look at the moon or are you already looking at it? Oh, I'm already looking at it. Oh, okay. Wait, Jeremy, keep looking. I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing if I can find it, but I know there might be a little bit of cloud cover unless it's going to be in the northwestern skies. I like that actually, Pert. Uh, we'll we'll have Cummings on regularly, and we'll we'll uh, call his uh, segment yeah. the Moonshot. <laughs> Eric, can you say one small step to the backyard? But I can't see. Because <laughs> um, hang on, man, I got to. What, what is the, what is the uh, saying? One, uh, over what was the, the rainbow. When we reach the when we, you know, allegedly, I guess I better use the term. Uh, reach the moon. What did they say? One, one big step for man, or some one like small step for one. man, one giant leap for mankind. I think to, in today's society, dun, dun, dun. we can say the total opposite of how we're being treated by our government. Is it just me? Do we hear a fire alarm? I'm not hearing anything. I've got so, them being muted those, when cars pass. Those would be my frogs. Those are crickets. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. I thought this one's fire alarm was going off. No, those would be my frogs out back. Come on, get out in nature. Fire you don't understand what those are. You can <laughs> I'm not seeing frogs. No, Tampa Bay swampy, so a little bit in some areas. I've, I've seen lizards. Frog <laughs> frogs' lives matter. You know um, what you were talking about? The Marilyn Manson deal before everybody got all romantic and talking about the moon. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like, like. They're shooting each other in the streets, and then like I see these rappers like you talk about. They say, they say, "Oh yeah, we care about y'all, Black Lives Matter. You can do anything." And then they they run back in the studio, and the first thing they do is, "I'm gonna screw a hoe on the top of a Bentley, and then I'm gonna shoot my gun sideways because that's the way it comes out of the box." Oh wait, write those lyrics. Hold on, uh, Cummings. You forgot a couple words. You forgot a few n words in there because they yeah, yeah, and and they they glorify the street life, and they talk yeah. about how great the street life is. So, I mean, and those kids already don't have dads. So, I mean, that obviously plays a part into it because they, they, they see those rappers and they already have an absent dad, and the, it, it, most of them do. And Bre Brandon, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Cummings, because Brandon's been on the show tonight and has, he's, he's brought up some good points as far as how people, you know, look up towards, you know, like people like Kobe Bryant or, you know, stars and stuff like that. Kobe Bryant wait, raped a woman. Oh, hold on, hold on, just wait. I'm trying. I need to make my Le point here. LeBron James. Specifically. The point is, you know, there's a lot of kids in that community that listen to those types of songs, and and so my question is directed back at Brandon: Is doesn't that culture, that their own community, have a responsibility? I mean, you like to you had made a great comment saying how you know kids look up to other you know people that are 
you know, making music or athlete, you know, star athletes and stuff like that. Doesn't that affect the way they are and how they, uh, their upbringing? Uh, it probably did. Did years ago, oh. but it does not anymore. How, but how can you say it does not anymore? I mean, you, I guarantee you, you, you bring up, uh, what 80, I'm going to even venture out and say 90% of rap music. There's N words everywhere. There's talks about street life, drugs, if you said that 20 years ago, you'd be right, but you are incorrect now. Rap music is, I'm a big rap guy. Rap has changed a lot. Well, I, I, I'm going to agree to disagree with you on that, at least here in the United States. I mean, every, every, it seems like every rap song that I listen to uh, or hear about, I mean, it's, it's there. I, that's, that's my opinion, at least. But. Speaking of the, the N-word specifically, have you heard the comedian Patrice O'Neill? He was a fat black dude. He passed away now. Rest in peace. Oh, that's it. Anybody that's uh, he had a, not good. He had a joke where he was like, I don't care about reparations. I don't want reparations for slavery. He's like, the funniest thing to me that's more valuable than reparations is that we have a word that white people can't say. He's like, that shit makes me laugh every single day. Right. It's worth more than money. And that's to me that I feel that's very ironic because until the day comes to where they stop utilizing that word is a day that a lot of progress has the potential to be made. Well said. I agree. We, we have we, we went over a, a story the other day about a high school teacher allegedly allowing white kids to use the N word in class. What? And the reason why. Yeah, no shit. And the re- but listen to his reasoning. He said that if my black students are going to be using that word, I cannot I'll disallow the white students to. I'm sorry, but if we're all going to What be- color was the teacher? He was white. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what matters sense. What Here's what matters. What matters is what's good for one is good for all. I don't care. You don't. You don't make separate fucking rules for separate races for separate genders. You just don't. That's if you want equality. That's how I feel. You might disagree with that, and that's okay. But you're never going to make progress in society if shit like that continues. It's just like the pure and I'm- simple. It's just like the pure and simple fact how this government is going to subsidize and forgive black farmers on loans that they're giving them. But if there's a struggling white farmer or any other, you know, race that is taking out a loan, they're not going to forgive that. I'm sorry, but the only thing that does is that just basically puts more added pressure and more hatred out there and more division. That's why I said, if you're going to help Someone in a particular, you know, in the farming business, you're going to help all farmers that are struggling, not an individual race, not an individual. Gender. That's not it. And, I, and I'm saying that for the people that are out there saying we need equality. It's just like a female. I'm all for females being in the military. If you can do the job that's required, by all means, have at it. But you're, the standards that you're expected to have are not going to be any less than that of a male. That's just how I see it. 
You know what I got a problem with when you're saying when you're talking about the military? You know what I I still have a problem with? I yes, I do. <laughs> Go ahead though. Go ahead. Okay, if a draft started up tomorrow, they all want to scream equality. But if a draft started up tomorrow, guess what? It would be going. What would it be going? It, it would be men going. It wouldn't be. They wouldn't be taking women if they want to scream equality. Okay, then let's add women to the draft. Well, yeah, they should. But they won't do it. You know That's why that. they won't do it? Why? Because they tried to do it four years ago when Donald Trump first came into office. And you know what the Democrats said? What did they say? They said women shouldn't be serving in the military. I wonder why. They're just as, uh, you know. Oh, and they claim to be so, so like, equality-driven. But it sounds to me like they're anything but equality-driven. Yeah. It's, it's the over it's the overwokeness. If I was to go on Twitter and say men are stronger than women, someone would reply and be like, Well, Ronda Rousey could kick your ass. But yeah, one woman could kick my ass. Bro, I'm gonna she can I'm gonna kick my ass anytime. Well, be honest with you. Said, I don't but. care if it's I don't care if it's Amanda Nunez or if it's Ronda Rousey. If I punch her in the face, she's going down. It don't matter who she is. She's. I mean, it, it, um, if a man, if a man who goes out and works every day punches a woman in the face, I don't care how tough she is. She's going down. It's just biology. Okay. Well, I do uh, just just to break up the seriousness of the conversation. We have uh, tonight's dinner uh, that I'm going to be showing our video audience um, as long as it doesn't fall down. And uh, <laughs> feast your eyes on that. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, what the yeah. is it? Is it's, it sauerkraut? Hold on, it's frozen. Oh, careful now. It's, it's uh, I mean, it looks like a hot dog. Wow, is that relish and cheese? Uh, that looks delicious. Kielbasa with a uh, honey jalapeno, honey mustard with UP mayo and some. Oh wow! Yeah, Asian ketchup. Nice. It's really good. What's different from Asian than U.S. ketchup? Is it like the different. tomato? Asian and. American ketchup. It's more tang. <laughs> um, and more if tang. I have jalapenos on it, your your mouth is going to really be on fire. Yes, it is. Anyways, we're going to wrap. Face is gonna get rid- <laughs> yes, well, it's time to start wrapping up. But we're gonna wrap up on that. It was a great conversation, Brandon. I appreciate you coming on tonight and uh, representing the other side of things. And uh, definitely have a lot of conversations uh, ahead of us. So uh, thanks for tuning in, Jeremy. It's great to hear from you, my friend. Keep the blood pressure low. We gotta, we gotta take it one day at a time. Nah, man, I'm too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I get too. I, I'm telling you, I don't care no more. <laughs> some damn frogs, man. <laughs> some gay frogs. <laughs> no, he did. He did. Well, it's good to hear from you, Jeremy. Um, hopefully, um, you, you you'll be. You know, getting back on your regular schedule again soon. Hopefully, that Angel fam- Family episode, the second installment, is coming up very soon. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass off some of those to James. I've I've got some of them that's getting a little irritated with me because they're like, "Oh, when are you coming back?" Um, yeah, d- just just have them email slightly serious show at gmail.com and and we can set, set up the 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 um, interviews to where they can be done live in real time. That we will. You have to do that. But, um, I'm still waiting to hear back from, of course, Dr. Yeadon, you know, or a representative of his, or hopefully he responds to a LinkedIn message from us. Yes, if you're, if anybody knows Dr. Yeadon or if Dr. Yeadon 
himself is listening, we would love to have you on the show. Um, we would be very deeply honored and humbled for sure. I've been trying to search for an email address for him, but I have not invoked it. Oh, maybe you, know we who you should try to get. Who's that? Judy Mekovitz or something like that. Markovitz. Uh, she was, uh, she was Fauci's uh, understudy when she worked at the National Institute of Health, and she broke down. Like I think, I think they said she broke down AIDS to the spike protein, which means that she could have cured AIDS or the uh, the HIV virus. Like she broke it down to the like broke it down to the protein, and they threw her in jail. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. she, she'd be another inter- interesting interview candidate for sure. I've reached out to her, but I've never heard anything back. And I've never tried again. So you may want to try now because I have. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, send us that information, Jeremy, and we'll look it up. All right. And uh, Pert, it's always great to have you, my friend. Uh, thank you for your insights. And thank you for uh, sending over some of uh, tonight's stories. Anytime. Thank you. And uh, I hope you and Honeybee have a fabulous rest of your night. And uh, producer Eric, what's coming up? Um, you know, since we didn't get to that Rush Limbaugh story tonight, we'll probably touch on it tomorrow. Um, but, um, but I know Trice talk is still going on right now. And I would imagine you'll probably have uh, other friends probably doing their impromptu shows later. Don't know if Mike Tampa Bay might fire up something or don't know if Lady Me might surprise us on her Vegas trip or, or Laura and Pink Squirrel, but, or Linga Longa, you know, and, you know, Linga Longa is a great crooner, of course, we must say. Um, Hopefully, Ralph might surprise us in the morning with the Ralph William podcast and maybe Freedom Warrior doing his Freedom Fighter podcast. And then the TGIF edition of Chit Chat with the Old Man tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, then, of course, you've got Dark Bear tomorrow afternoon along with Frankie D's crib. And um, and I know we're, we're back tomorrow night with our Friday evening edition of the Slightly Serious Show. And um, and I think Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole is now coming on Fridays and Saturdays at 11 p.m. Eastern. So that means Dennis on Friday nights will be going opposite the old the old man's Friday night music show. And then you also have Chris Unplugged and Mysteries of the Paranormal doing shows tomorrow night. And then also be on the lookout for Torch to do his show. And and then, of course, ho- hopefully the Beans of Weenie show is coming back Sunday. And then the Turkey show on Saturday. And yeah. and the It's Doomsday podcast also over the weekend. And 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 Tries Talk also doing like Facebook lives on Fridays and Saturdays. And Cracks doing the um, Exotics Radio on on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday, and so we wish everybody a, a good night and and look, look forward to seeing you for our TGIF show. Thank you very much for that, Eric and Chris. I appreciate the comments there. Uh, if you haven't followed us over on Twitter, make sure you do. I've uh, put out some fantastic tweets over the last couple of days. Catch us over there. Also, catch us over on uh, D Live. If you haven't subscribed over on D Live, get your happy ass over there. Get it while it's hot. Otherwise, I hope you have a great, fantastic rest of your evening. Reach out to your neighbors. Go grab a uh, cup of milk from them. Say hi. See uh, see what the temperature is out there in your communities near you. Get along with each other, each other, and most importantly, have some respect and dignity for one another. And get them to stop paying attention to fucking race. Have a good night, everybody. Love you. Love your show. Love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. 
Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show.